Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Lifestyle with Dr. Moby. And today we are again honored with Alana here. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good, good to see you. So <laughs> tell, tell, me, tell me how things are uh, where you are COVID-wise. Oh, my goodness. Um, we're in an orange zone. I'm in Staten Island, New York. Uh, so there's no school. Almost everything's closed. The numbers are super high. We're opening a, a field hospital here. Um, oh. It's just it it it's just unbelievable. Like every day, you just you know hope for the best and and that it's going to get better. And um, it just it feels bleak right now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, these are very difficult times for everyone. You know, um, especially you know with uh, medical providers, of course, and. Uh, also, you know, first responders, you know, so we are all hoping for a uh, get out of this mess. So I hope we all are safe. Um, so, uh, so we, I think audience will love to meet your dog too. You know, I know. I, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's uh, right there. And uh, she was telling me of the uh, stage that is, uh, he's always with her, you know. Really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He does have choices. He's got three others um, that he could be with, but um, he chooses me now more than ever, all the time. So I feel really honored, and um, mm -hmm. I, I think it's because I'm the one that walks him every day, and I walk him like three to four miles because that's wow. therapy. <laughs> that's yeah. therapy. Yeah, it is. It really is, and and. You know, when I'm doing it, I, I just try to just literally focus on his energy and, and feel, you know, his energy through the leash. And, and you know, it's always just vibrant and joy. And, and, and that's my gift to, to myself and, and to him. Okay. And, you know, that's a really important topic. And we have discussing with our previous guests is that, you know, lifestyle change. Uh, people, uh, you know, need to find way to what. So they need to figure out what relaxes them and kind yeah. of. Uh, and that's very important. You know, a lot of people don't know what makes them happy or or they know, but they don't pay attention, right? Yes, yes, it's so true. And I mean, if, if we can just tune into what that is, like literally take a moment to ask ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, what, what do we love? You know, what, what do we want to get back to doing? Or what's something that we've never done before that we want to explore? Mm -hmm. Because we for the most part, I'll have a lot more time now on our hands. And and, and I think a lot of us are, are using that time, unfortunately, unproductively, where we're going, you know, directly to our phones or we're going, you know, and, and, and we're drinking or, or we're, you know, there, there's food all around and, and maybe we're just going back to, to watching our reality shows when, when really this can be the time where, where we can start something new. And, and, and that is the the very basis of, of building the brain and, and making sure that we're creating those new neural pathways for things that can support happiness, health, creativity. Okay. You know, tell us about, I know you are um, uh, actually well-trained in neuropsych and, you know, neurology. So tell us, uh, you know, audience a little bit about those pathways. Uh, I think we you briefly touch on them sometimes. Uh, so for educational purpose, let's see if uh, people can grasp some of those. Yeah, no, sure, happy to. So, and and that's really um, why I started Reclaim Brain um, with my partner. We're we're really we're on a mission, and the mission is to teach people how to be resilient using their minds and their bodies so that they can bounce back better than before from COVID. 
it, it is possible to do that. I know that, you know, we'll, we'll put on the news and, and you'll hear, you know, this is the darkest time ever. <laughs> I know. Yeah, this is the end of the world, you know, for on recorded history for the next four months, you know, and you're like, all right, I think I'm going to shut my phone now. Yeah. And that's when we go ahead and, and we eat or we drink and we do something to numb the pain. But in reality, you can listen to what it is that your mind and your body is telling you because they are always messengers. So we're here to teach everyone to be able to use your body and, and to use your mind. So essentially we combine positive psychology as well as sensory perception to give people the tools to actually reverse anxiety and reverse depression in real time. So. The ability there is is to learn to use the body to notice when a thought is actually not serving you. Um, that you can take that moment and make a decision around it so that you don't need to spiral down. And that's really the true meaning of emotional intelligence. We're really we're teaching them to use their body to send a message of calm back to their brain. Mm -hmm. That really reawakens that bi-directional relationship between their body and their mind. And mm -hmm. that's what reconnects the neural pathways of the brain that gets severed when we constantly just ignore those messages that the body is trying to send us, which is so easy to do when we're stuck at home and, and we're getting all these messages of, of doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always uh, tell a lot of my patients too, that uh, when we have stress and the emergency response is actually in the brain is consists of few uh, kind of set pathway so it's going to you know react uh, like a knee-jerk response and it's gonna uh, do pretty fast because it doesn't need a lot of thinking on that path it doesn't need uh, creativity it does not need a lot of that uh, you know uh, wisdom or or even second thought so it's going to just run or uh, scream or, you know, those kind of responses. And um, so we have to, uh, but not every situation needs that, you know. Right, right. And that's where it's, it's so important to learn to be the watcher of your thoughts <laughs> and the watcher of your, of your body, right? To understand what it is that's actually running through your mind and what it is that your body is trying to message to you. So mm -hmm. if you do this, after a while, your default can eventually become living in the present moment. That's completely a possibility. And then what you have there is access directly to the prefrontal cortex, which is the mm -hmm. awareness and the creativity center of the brain. And that's the place where we use to, to lean into joy, to lean into connection. And, you know, what, what we're finding is that in, in the workshops that we're giving is that this is becoming so effective for the participants because it's giving them access to the creativity center of their brain. Mm -hmm. And the workshop participants are coming back and they're telling us that they're innovating more quickly at work, which we didn't really expect to happen. Mm -hmm. They're feeling more connected to their mission of the company. They're finding more connecting more connecting moments to their teams. We've even added a corporate framework to our offering. So we're, we're now doing creativity and innovation labs because of this. So, you know, the idea here is that it doesn't necessarily have to be a time where we're spiraling down and that we're falling victim to everything that's around us. We can instead pay attention to what it is that's running through our minds, listen to our bodies, and then take that moment in real time and reverse it.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that is, you know, a lot of people uh, don't know, but the answer is right there within us. So exactly. it's not that you really have to look outside. Uh, you know, a lot of people ask, uh, okay, you know, do I have to take vitamins? Do I do this? Uh, do I do that? No, answer is within us. Find out, very simple, is, uh, you know, just first of all, pay attention why we are here or what makes us happy or sad. Uh, just differentiate between those two states for yourself and you know uh, and it's very easy many people are in constantly one state or mostly in one and they don't realize that how good they were or uh, how nice it was when they were happy right exactly exactly and and that right there is is such a huge thing because you know you you can think that the world is crashing down and and it really is something that is easily fixed until, Mm -hmm. you know, you you have an actual real problem that can't be fixed. Mm -hmm. You know, so if if we can have that level of gratitude and that to me is, is real gratitude and and appreciation for life is being able to understand. So, you know, if, if, if my stomach is, is actually empty, Mm -hmm. I've got one problem, right? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, if it's full, I've got a whole bunch of them. Right. Yeah, I know. We create all of those kind of mind-made problematic moments for ourselves, when in actuality, those are the moments that we can use to become better and stronger at any time. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of whether or not we're able to be the watcher of those thoughts mm-hmm. and be interested enough to figure out what it is that's so fascinating about our problems that are happening today which is where we can then turn around and say, well, what is it that I want to make of this situation instead of having that situation make something of me? Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, tell us, you know, I, I know we briefly touched with the last time too. Uh, so with your conferences, um, you know, you have uh, figured out a way to help them to kind of analyze their situation and be more productive. So tell us some of the tips uh, which, uh, you know, listeners can benefit or, or at least they get to learn once they join your, you know, conference. Yeah. So, what I think the the biggest thing that everyone can start to do is notice where in their body it communicates emotion to them. Right. So, if you are someone that can feel anxiety, like I used to feel it on a regular basis in my chest, it's really not ignoring that pain in your chest but stopping to notice what that pain in your chest represents. Stopping to ask yourself, what is that emotion? Where is it coming from? Because we know that it's tied to an original thought. And then once you can get to that original thought, you can rationalize in a way that creates a thought that's better for you. Mm -hmm. So the way in which to do that on a regular basis is to actually start to get more in tune with the messaging behind your body and your mind. Mm-hmm. And the messages can be, you know, with all our senses. So it can be, you know, sound, it can be, uh, you know, anything. And then, you know, the senses uh, just deliver the message. And then, you know, your brain processes that. Now it can process to the, uh, you know, emergency mode, um, which we talked a little bit touched it and it goes into oh that's a threat you know and then or there could be no threat actually and then but you are um, kind of into that mode you would take anything and everything as a threat right exactly 
Exactly. And that's where we see that the landscape becomes less resilient because now you're in a mode where your amygdala is in charge, right? And the amygdala is the emotional portion of the brain. And that's where you get into fight or flight and you start to notice that everything around you feels like pain. And you find ways in which to even rationalize that pain by getting angry at other people around you. So you're looking for ways to actually support that. Right. So when we are in that mode on an ongoing basis, it's impossible for us to be able to access the rational part of the brain, which is the prefrontal cortex, which is what mm -hmm. I talked to you about before. Mm -hmm. That is our awareness center of the brain. It is our connection center of the brain. It's where we can feel empathy. It's where we can get into creativity, where we can choose the thoughts that actually serve us. But we can't actually access that part of the brain until we've told the amygdala that everything is totally fine and you can stand down now. Mm. So we have to find the tools in which to do so mm. and we can't just ignore what it is that's happening on a regular basis because that's where you'll be spiraling down and you'll never be able to get into the present moment. Mm. And that's, uh, you know, for people to understand actually is uh, uh, the brain is wired and there are multiple connections and those wired uh, the circuits actually it forms that circuit it remembers that and it develops that circuit uh, you know it has multiple stops and it can kind of run the circuits either way um, which is fascinating because it can form new circuits as well as it can uh, you know, change how it transmits information from there. Exactly. So, so exactly. those those are the one what we are talking about. What Talana is trying to say is that we can actually create positive circuits in that you know that some portion will go to your prefrontal cortex, but it's not going to go if you keep on uh, circuiting short circuit. I would say short circuit yourself and, and not let the information be analyzed by the prefrontal cortex and, and exactly. out of that so it's gonna do a short circuit switch real quickly and you are doing again and again into that so just all you have to do is think logic give your brain a logic to let it analyze let it yeah and and so that's just it because when the amygdala is the one that's calling the shots and you're at the mercy of the amygdala you're going to feel that negative emotion all the time you're going to be in that kind of mode where everything around you really just sets you off which is kind of the way the whole globe is right now but if we can have a realization that we can be the person that rewires our brain we can completely leverage that it's completely within our own capacity to do so the only thing we simply need is awareness which lives in us all the time then we can actually rewire our brain for positivity so that the default is having the prefrontal cortex that rational center of the brain be the one that's in charge instead and that's where mastery lives that's where creativity lives and that's where we're able to create you know these innovation labs and we see all of the great effects from that but it's important to understand, you know, evolutionarily why we're wired like this. So like from the caveman times, we actually really needed to pay close attention to negative things, right? So we needed to do it to, to get our food, um, to be able to make sure that we weren't being attacked. And, you know, as a result, we have a brain that's predispositioned to really take in negative things from a protection standpoint. Yeah. So when you're taking a negative your brain is really just trying to protect you. But nowadays, and I think we talked about this a little bit on the last time, 
you know, we don't have to hunt for our food anymore. You know, we can get it from our phones easily. You know, we're not living in caves anymore. We're living in our homes, but we're still really paying very close attention to negative things. When in actuality, we don't need that for survival anymore. We can now be in a place of thriving where the prefrontal cortex is in charge. Mm -hmm. So being able to notice that is what it is that takes us to be able to move forward in COVID, you know, rather than spiraling down for sometimes weeks or days or months, what if we noticed it right away and wasted no time spiraling down? And, and, and that's why the company exists, to be able to talk to everyone about the ability to do this on their own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, it's fascinating, you know, over the years, uh, you know, our brain is, of course, still has the primitive uh, thought process in yeah. it, too. Yeah. And it is covered. So there will be, you know, the gray matter, all that portion over there is probably more uh, civilized and all that and different parts has evolved. So the primitive system is the limbic system, you know, is going to do with your primitive desires, food hunger and, you know, recent memory and all those. But those other, uh, you know, the the creativity and all those uh, function, it's amazing how it has evolved over the years yeah. um, and how different parts are, you know, we, uh, and I still tell them, look at the computer, you know, have you, uh, have you ever seen the, you know, computer sometimes makes a lot of noise and it is, it heats up and it just kind of goes nowhere or when it gets stuck at a website or something, you know, then it's going to do this. So humans, we do same thing. You know, if we get stuck, we're going to just absorb, uh, use so much energy of the brain oh, yeah. and because uh, it, it doesn't go anywhere till we restart it, just yeah. restart it. And then you will, uh, you will see the computer then does not make noise and it just cools down. I'm sure people have understood how sometimes phone gets overheated, same way the brain does too, unfortunately. I mean, some people have seen thought patterns for decades. Yeah. They keep keep on doing that. And uh, so I say, well, but you know, one thing is I've uh, seen that when you give them that feedback kind of thing, and I say, sometimes I tell them, okay, why don't you measure your blood pressure before and after? And you will see that your actual blood pressure goes 10, 15 degrees higher or uh, higher as soon as you go into their stress and uh, your heart starts pumping. So there is a, by if you give them some kind of feedback, then they probably understand what the body is going through. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, it is so important to understand the mind-body connection and the way in which that it happens and to be able to listen to it. Um, you know, I'm sure you understand the way our body is completely um, encapsulated with fascia. Fascia is the connective tissue that, you know, also holds together all of our organs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because within the fascia, there are these tiny um, molecules and they are crystalline and they are flexible, right? So that means that they're very good conductors of our emotion and our thoughts. And people don't really realize that kind of connection that we have. So mm-hmm. like if we did a meditation right now where I asked you to just think of your toes and you breathed and you thought of your toes for a minute, your toes would start to tingle. It's mm-hmm. the thing that actually happens when you feel anxiety or stress, some kind of negative emotion, maybe shame, or you were left out of something and your heart starts to hurt. 
Well, instead of ignoring that, why don't we use our body to actually send a message of calm back to the brain? And then we can actually rewire the brain and we can create new neural pathways for positivity in doing so. And that's where the brain becomes more positively biased. That's where it becomes fun because our default comes that. So, you know, it's it's interesting because the way the amygdala will store memory, as you were saying before, you know, you'll have something that'll happen to you that'll really upset you. And then you'll have a negative emotion that'll be attached to that, right? So it sits there in the amygdala. That's called the amygdala being potentiated with something, right? So when something happens that reminds you of that memory, you automatically feel that negative emotion. Mm. Well, there's actually an ability to de-link that negative emotion permanently mm. from that particular memory that sits in the amygdala through the body mm-hmm. and actually swap out that negative emotion and replace it with a positive one so that the next time you become triggered, that memory is nothing more than a memory. So yeah. I'm familiar with Havening by the Rudin brothers. They created, I think, about a decade ago. That's one of the things that we teach um, the participants is, is to be able to stand down the amygdala using havening so that when they have a traumatic event that happens to them or they just have a really bad morning, they can immediately in real time make sure that that doesn't get linked to what could potentially be a traumatic memory going forward. That is true. So there is some re- response to that traumatic event. So you can disassociate or rewire your brain to um and it also ha- it's a new also one of the form of therapy they do for nightmares or P- post ptsd so they keep, yeah. can have nightmares and yeah. you can actually uh, you know change uh, the re uh, i think reimagination that they do uh, image rewiring they i think they let them uh, change the outcome of that nightmares into a different, uh, so the pathway is changed. So uh, exactly what you're saying. Uh, so they, those can be, and also a lot of people to understand is that, you know, uh, brain has a limit too. So, uh, you know, like anything. So if those circuits, if we keep them busy and I tell people, have you seen many times if you are calling phone and the circuit it keeps giving error, all circuits are busy. So same thing happens to brain. If you put too much negative energy and then, then they come and they say, oh, we, we are getting forgetful. Am I developing dementia? Not really, you're not developing dementia. Right. You're, de- you're developing, you know, actually pseudo dementia, which is uh, because of the stress. Your brain is so overwhelmed, all the circuits are busy. It's not going to entertain any more memory, okay? Because memory needs circuits. So those, so that's a big problem, you know. Like you said, you know, your circuits then get over. So you have to let your circuits free, you know. Then your brain will work out the best. Uh, it, you know, a lot of people ask. Um, you know, brain is very fascinating. It's very complicated, but it is built on a very simple principle. You know, because the reason is that, uh, you know, if it wasn't built on a simple principle, then it would be very hard to 
to control it too, you know. <laughs> and it's so true. I love that you said that because whenever I see people that are so distracted by thinking about the past or thinking about the future, I just want to grab them and tell them you're ruining your memory right now. Your concentration is going out the window because you're constantly thinking about things that either happened already or are about to happen. Yeah. It, 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 to me, it, it is so unbelievable that then they, like, they, they don't really understand why they can't remember anything. You yeah. Know? So it, it is beyond important for everyone to be able to understand that the best exercise that we can give our mind is doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, um, what I mean is, is doing some positive thing. Okay. So I, I think the uh, one fascinating uh, topic you touched about the fascias that happens actually with fibromyalgia. So they have these tender spots all over. And as you said, those uh, stress can actually manifest that. Um, so the, they develop a lot of these uh, pain. And uh, also they have a unique sleep, alpha delta sleep. So those are, uh, you know, those are, but those are very interesting how the mind uh, manifests with body and so forth. It is very, I mean, it is very complicated if you want to learn the depths, but the principles are, are same. The principle is on which everything is built. And then, you know, that's the main code, I would say. And then, you know, the mechanism, of course, brain is so complicated. I mean, you can't even study. You can't, People haven't even mapped it yet. You know, I mean, they can map it, but it takes pages and pages to map it. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> people don't really realize, you know, like there, there's a lot of level of complication. But then, as you were saying, there is simplicity around it. So, like, we can do havening ourselves. By simply just doing this, I don't know if you can see me doing it. Yeah. Down regulates the nervous system and it tells the amygdala that mm -hmm. we're fine, that we're totally safe. Yeah, yeah, that's, this is all wow, that's, that's cute. If you're doing if you're doing that and then you do an affirmation around it, like I am calm, I am safe, mm -hmm. I am connected. And then this is over here, you can do this too. So on our hands. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, this is another one. Sometimes news reporters do it under their desk. Um, but our fingers are covered with um, Pacinian corpuscles, and what they do is they actually, depending upon where you rub, and you can do it here too, it, it actually sends delta waves to the amygdala, which is what's activated in stage three sleep. Yeah. It tells the amygdala that we're totally safe and we're totally fine. So the therapy is no matter how far back you go, like the further you go, the better. You can actually de-link trauma from childhood, like decades old trauma. You can do that in just a matter of moments. And then you can actually replace it with a positive emotion instead so that we don't have to have our lives dictate what our childhood went through. As Martin Seligman said, who created positive psychology, childhood is overrated. We can actually just with our fingertips be able to do this kind of thing. And I mean, I do it every morning and I do it every night and it puts me in a state of calm and relaxation. And, you know, I, I, I just wish everyone knew about it. You know, so oh, I, I didn't know that, you know, we, we of course uh, study with sleep as uh, stage uh, three and four and Delta waves. I'm a big fan, of course, Delta wave, Delta wave, you know, but uh, I have not uh, heard about that, that uh, sense of Delta wave. Now, I always had postulated or thought in my mind that you know uh, if, you know this uh, brain is like a you know station which can ca catch a lot of 
frequencies and you know of course it has amazing ability to catch that uh, positive energy what i meant also actually can catch negative energy too uh, yeah. so, so but uh, you know if uh, but if you're open to positive it can really catch that and like you said those delta waves if you're transmitting those it will respond to that that's beautiful that is uh, you know such a beautiful thing to share thank you for sharing that and oh, you're welcome. i would love to be able to walk everyone through any exercise in five minutes I, I think we don't have time now but next time we can do it okay great it was pleasure coming back again and i have a few guests uh, ever uh, you know who really came back and it was really you are one of them uh, thank you for coming back. And any any final thoughts you would like to share um sure yeah our next workshop starts december 16th which is just next week we actually have two spots left uh -huh. um, we have a hundred dollars off if we put in dr moby <laughs> <laughs> okay no problem i would definitely uh, attend that and uh, be uh, you know listen to your uh, that's that's fascinating so we would be happy to have abbreviated version here on our so a lot of people can really benefit that so if you want to just uh, share with us some of uh, you know those highlights i'll be happy to just air your program so they, they can kind of or or trailer or or whatever you know the um, advertisement for that so oh, thank you. i would love to do that i what i can do is i can create a video where we can do it together for the evening because i'd love for everyone to be able to every single day kind of make sure they don't have trauma going forward by just deep potentiating their amygdala in real time. Yeah, and that'd be good if you have any promo, I'll be, uh, you can share it with me. I'll be happy to run it for you. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of people will learn great things. Thank you for coming. Thank Kosh. you so much. It was so take, take, you. Take, take care. Bye. Bye.